All right, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Chopping It Up with P. Scott. I'm Prescott Kelly. Today is Wednesday, May 31st. Glad to have you back with us. It's an evening episode. It's about 7.15 p.m. here. We'll go ahead and get this thing distributed, guys, tomorrow morning. So you have something to listen to on your commute in. Or maybe you're just around at home. That's cool, too. I listen to podcasts like I'm doing the dishes and stuff. I want to get to that point. I want to get to that point where you just religiously listen to me. doesn't matter what you're doing. It can be a menial task, like driving, things around the yard. But regardless, getting off topic already and we're less than a minute in. Joe Missoula needs an attitude check. Le'Veon Bell used to smoke weed before games. My stars, I'm so shocked. Jimmy Butler went from cancer to culture. I think I've got a secret weapon for the Miami Heat against the Denver Nuggets. And there's a film that people are pissed off at again that just got released for an entirely different reason. That and a whole lot more on today's episode. As always, make sure that you support my dude Dolo J of the Kicking It Dolo podcast on YouTube and Spotify, along with my guy Matt Zabrowski of the Clearly Unclear podcast on Spotify as well. Like, share, follow, subscribe, smash those five-star reviews for me and my boys. Got some exciting news coming down the pipeline a little bit in a few upcoming months with my dude Matt's uh, Nick Stevens. I almost said Matt. Nick, my apologies, my guy. Nick Stevenson, who I've worked with a couple times. Really excited about some projects that we're getting to work on and hopefully the next couple months we can actually get those things off the ground. But we'll go ahead and move on to the topics at hand. I'm thinking about where should I start? I guess we'll start with the NBA Finals. Celtics are crying. They always seem to be about something, right? And uh, haven't y'all had it pretty good for a minute? Like pre-2000s, I understand. Y'all butthurt. Y'all upset about everything. I would be too. Look, I'm a Bills fan. How do you think I feel? And don't, if any one of y'all says, well, you're good now, y'all. Don't, don't even do that. Relevant is not a championship, is it? So I want to hear it from you Bruins, Patriots, Celtics. I'm probably missing somebody. Red Sox. Y'all can miss me with all that bullshit. Okay? Y'all still good. I don't know if you'll win a a championship anytime soon. Because it's hard to do. Spoiler alert. But y'all ran the country, that region, that demographic, for basically a quarter of a century. I think you're going to be okay. But I understand that you're frustrated. It's it's frustrating to get that far and then get knocked off because as a Bills fan the last three years or so, I'm now experiencing that. So I get it, but the entire body of work for two decades plus, I think that y'all can deal with a little bit of salt, a little bit of sodium in your diet, which apparently y'all are getting from Joe Missoula. Look, I don't know this man very well. I don't watch a whole lot of Celtics hoops in the regular season, but I've seen how this cat's acted in the postseason. The only people who get to be crotchety old men are Bill Belichick, Greg Popovich. That's it. It's those two dudes. You guys can be as rude as you want to the media, and we've kind of just, all right, that's just Pop being Pop. That's Belichick being Belichick. You, You let Their body of work speaks for itself. It's a large enough sample size where you know what you're going to get basically with every single interview. It's rinse and repeat. We're on to Cincinnati. 
But Missoula's out here just acting like he's one of those dudes. And dog, you're 34. And you haven't done anything. Like, to, to, I'll give him some credit. Now, I don't, I don't think that Boston fires him. I don't. Do I think they should? Yeah. But I think they're going to stick by their guns with him for at least one more year. I think they'll give him that. Because when I look at his position, he wasn't supposed to be here anyways, right? The Udoka stuff happens. Interim head coach, like, just throw him to the wolves. Because he was basically just running off hot talent. That roster got them to where they were. It wasn't necessarily him and doing anything special. It's these guys have been playing together for years now. They know how each other play, and they play well together. They play well enough to make the playoffs and get to the second round or the conference finals with this group. So they understand what the mission is. It's sometimes mission impossible, but they understand what the mission is. But for me, like, I just don't understand. Like, I don't know, again, I don't know Missoula well enough to know if this is just his demeanor and who he is, or if he's just trying to be, I'm here, this is my job. You're going to have to pry from my cold, dead hands. And everybody around us is going, the Celtics probably should. But that organization, like, traditionally, has been really, really loyal and faithful to their, to their coaches. So I don't know if they're going to get rid of him after this year. Again, I think they probably should, but that's another story. He was in way over his head from the get-go. But, I mean, he's the resume now has kind of built itself where this dude at some point in time is going to get another job. He's only like, what, 34, 35? And the great deodorant, as John Madden would say, is winning. And as a rookie head coach making it to the conference finals, which is what Hidoka did last year, back-to-back years, You've been to back, well, like they went to the, it was a championship game or a championship last year, but this is, a, this is a squad that the roster is good, but is that going to be good enough for the fans? I tell you all the time, we as fans are never happy. Nothing's ever good enough, especially in that city, New England and Boston. This isn't good enough. Somebody got to go. And because the relationship with Missoula isn't that strong he should probably be the one to be let go, especially like I said, he was he's in over his head. The guy who they keep wanting to get rid of is Jalen Brown. And I told y'all, man, if they don't make it, he, he's gonna he's, he's not gonna resign, I don't think. He's eligible for a supermax. I don't think that money is that important to him. He doesn't have to stay in Boston. The guy that they should move on from is Tatum, though, because Tatum's the one that's gonna cost them more money, and he's the one who thinks he's Kobe and he's not. Plus, you can get more back for Tatum than you can for Brown there. You can make the argument if you want to for who the better player is. I would still probably take Tatum over Brown. I just don't think it's that exponentially different. I mean, their games are different, but the production that you get from the two of them, it's not all that different, especially for the money that you're going to save by shipping off Jason Tatum and the return that you're going to get. That's a wild take. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just giving it to you from my perspective. That's what I would do. And the fans ain't going to like me, but in Boston, at least I'm white. At least I got that going for me. (laughs) Sticking with the association and game seven. It's always funny, man. It's always wild to me how just, we just play the outcome on everything. And I told you guys in the last episode, or maybe it was one beforehand, all these days are running together for me now, that regardless of what happened in game seven, 
we were going to create our own narrative. And I, I gave you guys like five examples of what was going to happen in social media and sports media in general. It's so predictable while being unpredictable at the same time, because I see certain things that go, man, there's no, there's just no way that you think that or say that. And then I go, oh yeah, I know who this talking head is. That's absolutely what you would say. Or social media is the exact same thing. But here we are again. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Buckets. This is the dude. He's the guy. He's the one who makes it all work in Miami. Man, I tell you what, if they would have lost this conference finals, it would have been the same narrative that it was in Minnesota, as it was in Chicago, as it was in Philly. He's not that good. You can't win with him. He can't be your best player and make it to the finals. If Miami would have lost, that would have been your narrative. It also would have been uh, Tatum's baby Kobe. He's baby mama. Like whatever, whatever the outcome would have been, I gave you guys and I laid it out for you what we would have ran with, and it's exactly how it happened. It's always just kind of bugged me though when we look at if you're winning, Jimmy Butler's demeanor, gameplay, and overall interaction is viewed as a positive. When you're losing, it's it's cancer, man. Can't win with him. It has it just always bugged me that you guys just can't look at what you're watching and let the tape speak for itself. It's just got to be if it's win or loss. Like, that's just like, we're just going to dumb sports down to that. That just isn't how I get down. And like, you can you can automatically tell who those people are because of the same Neanderthals who spend 19 hours of their 24-hour day, depending who's a goat, Jordan or Braun. Look at anybody that you know. The person who does that all day long, defending one or the other, is the same person who goes, winner guy, just because they got a W. That, that person says Tim Tebow won a playoff game. I guarantee you all of those people are the same person. Mark Sanchez went to back-to-back AFC championship games. Go yourself. But I am happy that Miami is in the finals because I do like to see guys like Jimmy Butler. The guys like, because I can, you can just tell the dude can hoop. He can And everywhere he's gone, he's won. No rings, but he wins everywhere he goes. He wills teams to playoffs. It's bananas. Teams that don't have, they have absolutely no reason being there. He's the reason why they are. And like it, it's him. It's him. Like, like Caleb Martin balled out in game seven. You can obviously use that as an example. But one of the reasons why I thought that Boston would win this series was because they had two guys that can get their own shot. And Miami just doesn't have that. And usually in the playoffs, that's what you need. But I guess if you're shooting 17% or so from three, yeah, that's not really a good recipe for success now, is it? And I think as Americans, like we like the underdog story as a, as a general rule. Um, we like the underdog story to a point, And then we want to see the legacy teams. It's kind of like March Madness. We like seeing the upsets in the first two rounds or so. Like, we don't want to see Southwest Alcorn State of Purina dog food against Reality Check Tech. Rather, we just don't want to see that. But for me, the underdog story, like, it does matter. I think it's because my fanhood is wrapped up in Charles Barkley is my favorite basketball player and uh, the Buffalo Bills are my favorite football team. And I don't really have any other lineage or skin in the game anywhere else. And because neither of those two have championships, I mean, the bills have AFL championships, but we don't count those apparently in this country. God, thanks Obama. 
I'm, I'm just kidding. Don't, don't do that. But you get my point though. My, my overall sentiment is I like seeing the little guy upset the big guy. I like seeing David being able to take down Goliath. To me, the, the dynasties aren't as important. And that's why I think like the country overall, if we would have got Lakers Celtics, the God, the numbers on that would have just been an absolute monster. You could have made the exact same argument for Lakers heat. Cause at least you got the LeBron connection to Miami, Denver in Miami or Denver in Boston. This doesn't hit the same. So once Denver got on, I'm like, you can't have Miami get there because we're going to make it look huge. The first two games, that's what she said. The first two games or so this series is going to get monster numbers because of all the Jimmy bucket glory, all the Nikola Jokic glory. But after that, I don't know if we're going to see the ratings be all that high. Like maybe if it's a one, one split and both games are just crazy bonkers, but if you get one blowout and it's two Oh, for either side, I think the country's largely going to check out. And that's why I said the cunt, the NBA doesn't want this. These regional teams do Denver, Miami, but we as a collective unit, yeah, we're probably going to check out after two, three games. I mean, I'm still going to watch when I can, but I'm, I'm, I'm speaking for the collective group. I'm, I'm speaking for the class, if you will. Now, before we move on to just other wild shenanigans in the world of sports and otherwise, I told you guys, I have a secret weapon that Miami has against Denver. So Nikola Jokic is obviously, I know we didn't win MVP, but he's got two of them. You can argue that he got robbed of a third. That's fair. And I can listen to that argument and whatever argument you have, it would be valid unless you're a Neanderthal and you're just going, he's got two. He should have got three. I'm checking out after that point. But otherwise, if you have a compelling argument, I could listen to it and I probably agree with you. But when we look at certain series and look at certain matchups, the dude is, he's so incredibly skilled. You're going to have to have a big enough body because he doesn't just hang out around the perimeter. You know, he still likes to get down the block, can find open shooters, can create around the rim, can finish at the rim. You're going to need a body, a body to put on him. Welcome, Mr. Zeller, into the group chat. Now, look, I know that you guys are probably looking at me and going, yo, what the f*** are you talking about? Just hear me out for a moment, all right? When you're playing against Nikola Jokic, Bam Adebayo is not big enough to handle that dude. On the offensive end, when Denver has the ball, like, he's just not big enough. He's This is a series where you're probably going to see Jokic work more on the block because if they're going to have Adebayo on him, he's just going to manhandle him. Kevin Love is another dude who didn't get a whole lot of run, but has a little bit more girth to him. Jokic isn't going to blow by anybody. So you need somebody who can at least stay with him. And both those guys, Zeller and Love, have enough lateral quickness to be able to stay in front of him. But my bigger point is you're going to need to be able to just take fouls and just wear this dude out. Kevin Love, Cody Zeller, just watch. You know, they're... Their stats are not going to be bonkers. Their stat, there's not going to be a 15 and 10 game from either one of those guys. Maybe Kevin Love. Maybe you get a 15 and 10 game out of Love. No way out of Zeller. 
but they're going to get minutes and their sole purpose is to body up Jokic and let Adebayo kind of roam and maybe play more on Aaron Gordon more along with playing, playing up against uh, Michael Porter Jr. Cause Miami can switch everything, which is a blessing and a curse because you don't have anybody big enough who can just be physical enough with Jokic when he does get down the paint. So that is my secret weapon, Cody motherfucking Zeller and Kevin Love. I'd like to defend somebody for a moment, and we won't spend much time on this. That it's somebody in the media, and it's, it's, it's a general rule. We know somebody in our life that gets picked on more than they should, that gets treated poorly, that once a narrative has become of this person, that's the only thing that we associate them with. And for whatever reason, we cannot compartmentalize that other people do it too. With that being said, would y'all leave Chris Collinsworth alone? He is not the only person in sports who says, now here's a guy. Now, he might have been the dude who... The phrase, now here's a guy, but it doesn't matter. It's all across the landscape of sports. It's everywhere. And if you hate that saying, you, I'm not watching any game that has Chris Collinsworth because I hate when he says that. If that is your reason for hating that man, you have to apply that to every other person in the world of sports. And if you do that, guess what? You got no sports to watch. Sorry, got a little emotional there for a moment. But seriously, leave Chris Collinsworth alone. But I understand, you know, some people just hate just because they want to hate. And hey, at that point in time. All right, so moving on, but we'll stick with football. Over the weekend, I read this. I mean, look, there are certain things that you can come across that you'd like, I don't have to click on it. I know exactly what it's going to say. Or yeah, dog, that doesn't surprise me at all. So when Le'Veon Bell came out and said, yeah, I used to smoke before games all the time, give you a buck 50 and two TDs. And I'm just looking over here. I'm looking at, I'm just self-reflecting about him and his entire career. And I'm just thinking, yeah, no, you, we, we, we've seen you act outside of football. There wasn't one fiber inside of me that didn't think that you did which is not a judge on him. I don't care. I don't smoke, but I don't, I don't care if other people do. I just, but I'm just, if you're looking to try to reach for, it's 2023. What you're largely going to get is, I don't know why you're, you haven't been in the league for years now. You've already boxed for Christ's sake. Nobody's thought about you in years. So the fact that he just popped up out of nowhere and brought it up was a little goofy to me. But the only thing I could think of was, yeah, I know. And I think about his playing days. And we used to always talk about how patient of a runner that he was. He's, he's waiting for the hole to develop. I think the man was running in slow motion in real time. Like that's just how he processed information and was going as fast as he could. Like, you know how when running backs are running behind their linemen and they kind of have their hand in front of them 
that they that they're touching their backs and they're just like kind of trying to hide behind them and they can kind of cut one way or another. I think that he was feeling for the offense because like I know that this guy's right in front of me. So if I can, as long as I know where he is, I'm just gonna follow him. It's the blind leading the blind. Maybe that's just what it was. I know it's not. But I mean, if you're gonna come out here and throw this into the universe like that, I don't know. Maybe it really was. Breaking news, Tom Brady will be the starting quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders in 2023. All right, that's all I got on that one. So, two things before we head out of here, non-sports related. I was scrolling through my socials the other day, and I saw this video of this dude who apparently was, he was auditioning for America's Got Talent, apparently, and he was singing Whitney Houston's I Have Nothing, and I was watching this and I thought, cause like back in my days when I was in like my, my early to mid twenties, even late twenties, maybe early to mid thirties, mid, mid forties. Now that I'm in my late fifties, I'm still doing it. It's a, uh, I used to do karaoke like all the time when I was a youngster. So when I saw this dude seeing this, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and download this song because I want to try it. Because I've sang songs like Adele um, and Lady Gaga. Like, I like to stretch the vocal cords and don't just do all the rap and hip-hop stuff. Alicia Keys, I like to get goofy with it and get silly with it. You'd be amazed how many drinks people will buy you when they know you for something that's out of the ordinary. Free drinks for days when you go to karaoke bars. Just a little tip. But so I download the song and I listen to it. And I've heard this song so many times, but I haven't heard it in a long time. And I listen to this song and I'm, cause I'm working, right? I'm working from home on this day and I press play on it after I download it. Dog, I cried. I cried. I'm man enough to admit it. I mean, I'm not going to sing it for you right now because like, I don't know all the words to it right now. I'm just, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm learning it. We'll get to it. I'll never sing it for you guys, but if I ever go out in public and I'll live stream it, tell you what, that's a promise. The next time I go out and sing karaoke, I will live stream it on the chopping up a Peace Scott page on Facebook. Okay. That I promise you. All right. Last topic of the day before we head on out. Uh, I don't know what a Paloma Faith is, but apparently she is kind of, I don't want to say ruffle feathers, but is in the news about her review about the new Little Mermaid movie. The new Little Mermaid was already catching heat, right? Back like two years ago, basically. How dare you take a, a white character and make it black? It's, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that there were so many middle-aged white dudes who were offended about a mermaid. That was like largely the target audience of people who were pissed off. It was like white guys in their forties and fifties, which I thought was absurd. So the movie's already catching heat for the racial change of a fictional, not even just fictional character, but a fictional thing, a fictional being. And people are already up in arms about that quite literally up in arms because there were fights in movie theaters when it was released. And I'm just, I'm assuming in the theaters that that's the reason why these things were happening. 
it's because of somebody talking to somebody saying they shouldn't say, I've never seen a fight in a movie theater in my entire life. And I've never seen, I've never seen it be reported that there's ever been a fight in a movie theater about, about anything. Now there are other tragic things that have happened at movie theaters, but as far as just people fighting each other in the aisles, never, never once have heard of that. But apparently Paloma Faith, and again, I have no idea who this person is because I'm really, really bad with celebrities, said, just seen the new Little Mermaid with my kids. And while I think Hallie gives a good performance and it's great casting, as a mother of girls, I don't want my kids to think it's okay to give your, uh, give your entire voice and your powers to love a man. WTF is this, it's blanked out. I'm, I'm assuming it's the S-H blank blank. Not what I want to be teaching next gen women at all. We're, I, why, who, so what are, um, the, I'm, I'm confused because if you're, if you just saw the new little mermaid and that's what you said, watch the new little mermaid, you knew what it was going into it, right? I find it incredibly hard to believe that at whatever age you are, because again, I have no idea who this woman is. I have little faith in the fact that you have never once seen this movie or at least even know what the premise of it is about. With all that being said, because I haven't seen the new one. If the premise is the same, why are you upset about it now? Like why in the moment are you saying, I don't want my, I don't want my daughters to feel like they have to give up their voice to please a man. Okay. Well, you probably, you, you could have done something about that like years and years and years ago. If you were like that super outraged about it. Like once you found out that there was a new one being made. So because social media wasn't around when the first little mermaid was made, right? That was in the eighties. So I'm not expecting somebody to just pop up like in the, just randomly in 2023 and be like, you should ban the Little Mermaid because I think that would be stupid. But if you know a new movie's gonna be made, why are you making us think about it once it's already been released? There's just a tiny part of me that thinks that you knew what it was about and maybe you're complaining about something else that maybe you just don't want to let everybody else know about. Because this is what we do, and I'm not saying it's definitive, Okay, not saying that's what she's doing, but we've seen this too many times where America likes to hide behind certain shields. The American flag is one of them. Can't take my rights. Don't take my guns. We're not trying to do that. Like, I don't want my kids learning from drag queens. Just why can't we just treat people equally? Does it really, like, does what they do, if, like, does it apply to you in any manner, shape, or form, why don't you just let people live and let live? The only, look, you can be whoever you want to be. That's the way I look at it. As long as you aren't trying to come after me, my immediate family, my loved ones, and I mean, I don't want you to hurt a stranger either, but whatever you do with you, to you, is up to you. I'm not trying to play defense against your happiness, but this is largely what we do societally. I'm not trying to just put it all on people who look like me. It's largely people who look like me who want to kind of pull this stunt, but we all want to wrap ourselves in 
I'm defending this in the name of that. Eh, I don't I don't know. And the other reason why I bring this up is if you if you think that the actress playing Ariel did a great job and was a great casting person, it was a great casting choice. Why'd you even bring it up? Right? Like if you read between the lines, you shouldn't have to bring her into it. If your point is that you don't want women giving up their voice for the powers to love a man, that first part between Hallie, great casting, it doesn't need to be in whatever you're writing. You can just leave that part out. Just seen the new Little Mermaid, and I, as a as a mother of daughters, I don't want them to think that it's okay for them to give up their voice for a man and be submissive. I think that based on the cartoon that was already made, they didn't have a problem making it then, but I understand that we're a little more sensitive now than what we used to be. And even though I'm not a woman and I don't have a daughter, the, the power struggle of women is also an issue where they don't feel like they're being heard. So with her saying that, if her statement was strictly as a mother of two, or I don't know how many daughters she has, but she says of having girls and daughters, as a mother of having daughters, I don't want them thinking it's okay to just be submissive and give up their voice for a man just to get them to love them. That is a great point. If you left it at that, I would have totally under, I would have at least understood where you're coming from. Sometimes when you're trying to compare these things to cartoons, we read too much into it and our feelings can get wrapped up with, I get it. But if that was the only thing that she was trying to get across, it would have met my eyes. It would have met my ears with, you know what? I at least, I see your point with that. Because like I spoke about earlier, we should all be trade equal. It shouldn't matter about the color of your skin, your sexual identity, any of that, your, your religion, None of it. It shouldn't matter. Like, as long as you're not trying to actively hurt other people, like, I don't see what the problem is. When she's talking about wanting women to be heard and not be submissive and not have to just do whatever a man says or just don't speak. Don't speak and don't be heard. And she doesn't want her daughters to think that that's the way that they should live. I understand that and I respect that. We as a society like to be sneaky with how we redirect the thing that we're really trying to get across that you really have to read between the lines with, with some of these, like not necessarily cryptic messages, but there's a different underlying and a different undertone of what the actual issue is. And again, I don't know this woman at all. I don't know what her intentions were. I'm just saying, if your point is to talk about women's rights, you wanting it to be heard to not feel like they can't be themselves and that they can't open up and that, they can be strong and independent women and don't need a man. I'm all about that movement. But if that's what it's all about, and that's what it is all about, I don't know why you had to bring this young black woman into this conversation then. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into things. It's a blessing and a curse. But anyway, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and hang it up for the day. You have been chopping it up with Peace Guy. As always, you guys can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Y'all know the drill. Your homework is to tell one person about the show, share the episode, share the show in its entirety. 
like, share, subscribe, follow, review, smash those five stars wherever you do listen. As always, stay up, stay blessed, and we'll catch you guys on the next one.